0: It's the Phone Home Podcast. My guest today is Chase Mitchell. Chase is a comedian and TV writer who most recently wrote for The Tonight Show, starring Jimmy Fallon, and he is now a mercenary TV writer on both coasts. Is that an accurate way to put it?
1: I I mean, that makes it sound like I'm part of the cast of Predator or something, but uh, yeah, yeah, a writer for hire. You know, to be fair, that no, doesn't sound better. I don't know.
0: There's only a heat map outline of you in the, in the, <laughs> the podcast studio right now. Um, welcome.
1: Uh, yeah, thanks for having me, man. Of
0: course, I spoke with your dad, Billy, and it was it was great. It was a good time.
1: Cool. What? Yeah. What did old Billy have to say? He had
0: a lot of good things to say about you, and he did not mention any of your current work. But you mentioned that you're going. Uh, to New York because you missed New York at Christmas. That did come up a little bit, actually. Oh, don't. So we'll, we'll hear about some of the, the Mitchell family fun in New York. Great. Um, so without further ado, let's hear this call with Billy. Hello. Hey, is this any better? Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, we had a we had a Mister Roboto voice coming there through. This is perfect. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. Well, again, thanks for doing it. And, uh, like I said, I know, I know Chase from, you know, just from his time and his career in New York. So let's take a step back and just tell me a bit about, you know, Chase as a kid. And, and did you have any inkling that he would get into comedy or, you know, was he into writing? What was, you know, I'm curious what he was like just around that stuff when he was little.
2: Well, uh, It it wasn't so much that he was into writing as he was at a very early age into reading and being read, too. I mean, that's just something that uh, he had an insatiable appetite for everything, for every kind of media that I can. I mean, everything from movies and programming on TV and books. He just he just was insatiable about his level of uh, consumption.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So he just devoured everything?
2: Yes. So it wasn't so much that the writing, you know, that, that sort of. Revealed itself in you know in high school. Just I, I suppose just in hearing you know about good grades he'd gotten on uh, creative writing assignments and things like that. But all three of my kids were uh, artistic, and so Chase drew an awful lot. Uh, and, and he was almost we could always he could always be entertained if you could find some paper and something to draw with. Uh, you know he he was fine, and so were his younger brother and sister the same way. Uh,
0: now, now I'm curious, is it
1: are you a good artist? uh not anymore i don't know i i sort of just lost the lost the talent i guess i what happened was i tried to get into when i went to college i had to decide between whether i wanted to go into something writing based or something like art based and i had gotten into auburn university in alabama and their graphic design program is actually pretty well respected as far as i you know maybe just among schools uh (laughs) land-based universities in the in the state of alabama i don't know but I, I tried to get into their graphic design program and there was like a wait list or something like that. So I was like, Well, I guess it's writing then. And then, well, there you go. And that's and that's how I became a writer and that's for my the life. Story. <laughs> uh so it could have very easily gone a different way.
0: Uh well, I've been hearing that a lot in these in the interviews with parents, is that there's often like there's always some sort of like wings of a butterfly thing in, in terms of how people often yeah. went one way.
1: I like that my dad's whole thing about when I was a little kid was that I watched movies and TV. Like, wow, what a what a unique child! It get, he but consumed it gets media.
0: That's a that's a perfect segue because he, yes, okay, cool. <laughs> he, he he tells us much more.
2: As far as just uh, any kind of comedy, I think our family always just enjoyed you know uh, laughing together. We're just a goofy, you know, funny. Uh, we just enjoy being around each other well, for the most part, so. but. Uh, <laughs> he was so shy you know actually in in, in, in kind of an introvert it, I was shocked you know when I when I realized that he actually was you know performing you know doing some stand-up and some open mics and things like that I just I'm, I'm uh, really surprised by
0: it but well I'm interested about that have you seen him perform stand-up
2: uh yes but only on video okay uh, yeah and he, he I tell him uh, the biggest compliment I can have is I laugh you know it's you know the most awkward thing in the world is watching someone perform Especially if you're kind of pulling for them and they're not funny, right. and you just it's just painful, and uh I've never had that kind of pain. I can just be completely relaxed and laugh and enjoy watching them, so that's that's good
1: well my dad, my dad is right about that. I have never bombed once in my right. entire life, not never once, <laughs> as far as he knows, um yeah, I was
0: a white knuckling, I'm like, yes, we have seen people painfully bomb <laughs> <laughs> well, far too many times
1: yeah that's it's most of it um. Guess maybe I've sent him a video before. I don't recall doing that. He could just
0: be creeping on your on your YouTube.
1: I don't even have a YouTube channel. Uh but yeah, well, well he likes he, it. As long as he likes it. Maybe he just saw another white male comedian who <laughs> looks like me. There are several others.
0: With glasses? <laughs> nah. Oh, I don't know. Alright, let's keep going. Let's see what we got.
1: That's awesome.
0: What were uh so so in everything that he devoured as a as a kid? with media and and books and all that stuff, what were, do any favorites of his stand out or was it, was there, were there any classics that he would always go back to?
2: Oh yeah. I don't know if you guys are the same age, but I'm sure it's a common thing with the, uh, (laughs) the teenage mutant Ninja Turtles. Of course. uh, Yeah. And, uh, just, uh, Jurassic Park and, uh, uh, just about every fad that came through, you know, they, uh, they were on top of it. So, yeah, all, all the same stuff from, from uh, guys uh, your age, if you guys are of similar age.
0: Yeah, we we're both 26. Not a, not a lick too uh, close to 30 at all. No, I'm in my 30s as well. And uh, <clears throat> I want to make sure Chase doesn't get sunsetted in Hollywood for for yeah. being old. No, I went to, he did a, a birthday, he screened Jurassic Park at a bar in New York for one of his birthdays, and I was I popped in for that for a minute.
1: Oh, cool um your
0: dad was not impressed with
1: that <laughs> yeah hey dad i <laughs> it was actually that was a cool uh, birthday it was a uh, yeah it was at uh, this bar of videology in brooklyn and and i made a, uh with my my ex at the time we we like came up with all of this jurassic park trivia and uh there was like a whole bingo game and my brother made the my brother was a graphic designer made these bingo cards that were like they were like a huge hit i mean people love them and Tried to take them home and stuff like that. We had to stop them. There was a big fight, uh, <laughs> but it, yeah, it was actually. Uh, I feel like he's. I feel like he's really downplaying what a what a labor of love that was. That's right. Uh, we kind of provided commentary during the movie that was often humorous. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that was yeah, really fun. So you said he was a little bit shy as a kid.
2: Yeah, I mean, just or just you know, somewhat introverted. Not not. I guess shy is the right word. Yeah, we were just sort of. Uh, Surprised
1: by it, I think my dad is conflating uh, being introverted with not having friends. <laughs> it's like it wasn't introverted oh, no. by choice. No, I, I had, you, you I, got drafted. I I, I I had friends. It was just like uh, there was like a um, there was a time where I was in like a friend group that kind of went its separate ways, and then this was my senior year. That's what sucked about it. And, and the friend group kind of like everyone kind of like got girlfriends and went off, and and I felt a little like marooned and that sucked but i just so i just spent like my senior year just working on my grades which up until that point had not been good uh so i mean it wasn't that big of a deal but anyway i i did i i did have friends at the time be like oh you're you're quiet and it would make me mad because i felt like i i felt like i talked all the time but uh maybe i don't know what a normal rate of talking is
0: no that i hate it when I, when anyone
1: calls you out for
0: being too quiet, it's like, well, I... yeah,
1: yeah. It's like, hey, I don't know, man. This is how much I talk. I, I'm doing my best here. We're yeah. all just, we're all just doing our best.
0: We're doing our best. Man.
1: I look, I, I say things when I think of them, and you know, sometimes I'm. I, couldn't we all do with a little less talking we from could. from most people, but not from Billy? Yeah.
2: And you know his whole thing with Twitter, right? Yes. I mean that was something I forced on him, and I even have him on video talking. He, he had no passion at all for. Tweeting about business-to-business marketing on behalf of the agency, but when he found out he could uh, he could craft a a funny a funny joke uh, with 140 characters, that was uh, that's where it all started. I think.
0: Yeah, I think he, if I remember correctly, he's he's sort of described that just a little bit of, of Twitter being part of it, but that is his math. So when he. <laughs> you know, figuring out how to do it in that chunk of space and, and make a perfect joke. That, that's his math where he falls down the rabbit hole and gets obsessed with it in a good way.
1: Oh, I think you said that was my meth at first. I was like, well, I, I mean, I guess. I do <laughs> no. I Mathematics. do enjoy it. Um,
0: and why didn't you have any love for business to business marketing <laughs> tweets? I know.
1: Can you imagine? <laughs> uh, I love how my dad was just very subtly trying to take credit for my entire career right there. Uh, it sounded but like football. Dad, he did make the entire, he had a staff of maybe like 23 people. He was like, everyone, there's this thing called Twitter. You got to get on it. Uh, here's how you do it. You get on and you create an account and you talk about B2B marketing and you follow back everyone who follows you. And right away I was like, I don't, I don't want to do any of that. Uh, <laughs> so I started like a separate account where I started writing jokes and, um, I pretty much only used that one from like day two onward uh the, my other one is still it's still on there somewhere i think it's like chase at mlt or something like that but it's not i don't know why i'm saying it like it's worth going and finding it's not but uh it's sat unused since probably 2011 or something but yeah i mean he did he did he did get me on twitter and uh it's ruined my life ever <laughs> since. uh it's a daily flood of nightmares that's right uh but, oh is it ever now yeah
0: um, all right, let's see what else your dad takes credit for. I think that might have been it,
2: yeah, and it made so much sense I mean I didn't realize that it, that that was one of the ways that Twitter had really exploded but when I when I when he when he told me the story about when he was I guess more or less discovered uh, and I went in and started following his his uh his Twitter feed it was hilarious I mean it was he's funny I mean it's just uh, that was like, my God,
0: I didn't know Chase was so
2: fine. <laughs> uh, I just knew he was kind of a smart
0: ass. Uh, Oh, So that's interesting. So not until he had, <clears throat> that helped launch his writing career and his comedy career, you had not followed him on, on his personal Twitter account to that point.
2: No, uh-uh. I found out about it through a, uh, just, I, I think through other people at work. And, and and friends of Chase's that I would, uh, that I would you know bump into that would say your son's funny as hell, and uh, I, I so I started following him and and it became just something fun to do. Every few weeks I'd I'd remember to go in and and I would just sit there and scroll through the you know the last few weeks of his tweets and and uh, the best compliment I could give him is I I laugh. I mean when I read them I laugh. They're they're just funny. So that's awesome. Yeah.
0: yeah. What's well, a fun way to. To discover that trove of, because he tweets a lot, so that's a, that's a fun way just to discover that you were able to go in, or that you heard people talk about it at much. work, <laughs> and then you were able to go sort of see the well, the full catalog. Sort
2: of back to that thing of when he was a kid, we did the whole family. We we do all enjoy stand up comedians, and and uh, when they were younger, uh, I guess when Jason, his younger brother, that's two years younger, were in their early teens. We would try to go to New York once a year, uh, just as a bit of a family adventure around Christmas time. And we would, if we could get in a, on a J.S. Jokes, and yeah. I'm sure you're familiar with the, I was the, I was the sucker tourist that would fall for the guys, you know, hawking the cards and the, and the, and the, <laughs> oh, the uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, the, uh, marquee level comedians that were supposedly yeah, going to be funny. in the show.
1: My, yep. My dad would get, uh, barked into, uh, bringer shows, which I, at the, if you would, I was a kid at the time, so if you had said that sentence to me, I'd have no idea what you were talking about. But those guys in Times Square who were like, oh, you, hey, you like, at the time it was like, oh, you like David Tell, you like Dan Cook, uh, you know, they would kind of imply that they would be at, you know, the improv or. As the uh, best barkers do. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and idiots everywhere, you know, a lot of, it's, you know, 90% European tourists and then my dad uh, were falling for this. And so we were, I'm sure, paying like $20 a head or something like that to go to these uh, bringer shows where it was like <laughs> basically like a really long mic with like 15 people you've never heard of. And then maybe every now and then someone would would pop in, but not nearly enough to warrant the effort nor the the money spent. Um, yeah. I love
0: that you're on the other side now and you know exactly what it was that you were walking into.
1: Yeah, now. And I had had as as a kid. I you know, the, especially the first time. I think it happened multiple times. Which, right there, Jesus Christ, that's embarrassing. But um the first time that we went, there was a little bit of that shine on. It of like, it could have been anybody, and we would have just been like, "Oh, we're at a comedy show. It's amazing." I do think I did go to one of them was at Caroline's or something like that, and like Judah Friedlander popped in and so it wasn't it wasn't a total wash but we watched a lot of really bad comedy it's actually amazing that i wasn't deterred by that that's right you muscled through And yeah. so
0: we
2: would go to some of those comedy shows that had nobody you'd ever heard of but we would there's nothing funner than watch than being laughing hysterically yourself where you can hardly breathe and glancing around and seeing your whole family laugh in the same way it's just it's it's just hard to beat that and so uh We've all always enjoyed that, but having no idea that Chase would move in that direction at the time, but yeah, it's always been something we've enjoyed together.
0: That's a fun memory. Well, that's good. that's got to be fun now for him, too, because he knows full well what, especially in New York, <clears throat> what goes into those clubs promoting, and you now know, too, like you said, you were the sucker that you know thought Chris Rock was going to be on the show. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. That's awesome. You guys still had a, a good time with it. That's great.
2: You know, it wasn't like I don't think that you know he had like the perfect childhood or anything, but I I don't think it was you know there was too much you know trauma or anything like that. I think I'm a, I'm a, a subject for some of his humor because I you know I've got I've got all kinds of uh, character flaws.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't we all? <laughs>
2: that, are, that are easy to make fun of.
0: Uh, no, I think parents always make it you know had a good relationship or had a good time growing up with their family. You know, it's parents and family always make it into jokes. In the, you know in the best way or in a fun way
2: oh the suburbs themselves are just you know, probably it, it's just it's not like uh you know some sort of tough street life or anything but chase does i think make up I, I tell you one thing that's probably a little bit a little bit unique about chase and and, and him growing up is we it, it, he did grow up in atlanta and in a very conservative uh community in atlanta and we're uh, I, my wife and I are both just ultra liberal.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, my dad. Uh, it's funny that he mentions that because I have I I have a bit now about how he. My dad thinks he's very liberal. I mean, he's very he's very liberal for like Gwinnett County, Georgia. Right. Uh, you know, among all gray haired dads uh, in Gwinnett County, Georgia, he's he's uh, you know basically Ralph Nader. But uh, you know, he still gets stuff wrong i mean like he was he once like bragged to me because he was very proud that he had like talked to a lesbian at a bar i was like dad wow that's that's awesome wow you you treat her just like a real person um so he he means well he he definitely like has a big heart and he like you know he 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 is and, and the city of atlanta is the the uh perimeter like within the perimeter of the city is very liberal uh and i actually love atlanta and love going back but uh we were on the Growing up, anyway, I was on the outskirts, on the on like the, in the the suburbs, and they are extremely red. Um, I, I thought
0: he was teeing up something so much more serious when he's like, Chase had no trauma childhood. He's like, except,
1: oh yeah, in Atlanta, Georgia, and I was like, oh,
0: <laughs> what's coming? And then it was just that you guys
1: lived on a yeah, it was the most liberal liberal island that you could. Yeah, basically, uh, an island of one house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think he I think he talks more about it. Let's.
2: And so it's, we've just always been contrarian and they, I think, truly think on their own because I always, I really had no problem with them. I hope that each one of the kids would find influencers beyond their mom and I because we're not the smartest people on the planet and I wanted them to have other influences and I'm not a big disciplinarian. So I, uh, I wanted them to find that teacher or that influencer that, that was provocative or challenged their thoughts or beliefs and, uh, uh, so I did. I did think. I do think I encouraged that. Uh, I hope I did anyway for them to just be open minded. And qu- and Chase has a tattoo. <laughs> I told them all: nobody get tattoos while you're in college, or I'm not paying for your college. And <laughs> every one of my kids had a tattoo before they graduated. So that's what a great disciplinarian I am. But Chase, Chase said, well, it is the tattoo. I know you'll like it. It's question everything.
1: That's what he. That's just. that's oh, his tattoo. So, I can't. Yeah, I have to. I can't say. That. <laughs> You really just blew my cover. Uh, yeah, only... Where know, is this tattoo? It's on my ribs. Okay. So, before, you know, I don't typically tell people about it, uh, you know, unless they see me uh, at a pool or <laughs> we're about to have sex. Uh, and so... Wait, you
0: don't keep your shirt on for sex? <laughs> uh,
1: I should, uh, because the tattoo doesn't help it happen. Uh, but, yeah... I it, it's question it says question everything and I did the like typography myself like I drew it in pencil and they used that as like a stencil to make the tattoo. Uh so it's done in like what I thought I was like 22 at the time or something and yeah. it, it was like at what I thought a tattoo t- typography should look like and it's I don't know man it the most accurate thing that I can say about it is that after I got it I used to get compliments on it from like people that I went to school with at Auburn and like people back home. And like then, when everyone reached a certain age, all compliments stopped, and <laughs> then I and then I just became like very self-conscious. It's a very dumb tattoo. Uh, it's it's also big, so there's nothing like I, I could only cover it up with something more embarrassing. Like the, I, I don't want to add more ink to my torso, uh, and I've also it's also made me so like reluctant to get another one. Anytime that I think I want it, I because mean, I do want I I want something. But anytime I try and think of what I want it to be, I'm like, oh, I I I still it was that was such a big strike one. You question everything when you yeah, think about your hey, next tattoo. Hey, maybe it did maybe it worked perfectly.
0: <laughs> uh I think this might we'll see. And I think I think that's the end of the tattoo talk. I we'll see if he keeps going. I have to say I like that. So that's awesome. <clears throat> I didn't know about his tattoo. I'll find out about where uh if he's got any more hidden when I talk to him
2: you know you know where depending on where that tattoo that wording is positioned you could actually uh
0: say a lot so. yeah, exactly we're hoping it's not a tramp stamp um <laughs> that's great now that's interesting too that you that you guys you, you know you, you mentioned that you grew up mostly around people that had conservative views and stuff so was that uh was that tough? Was that challenging for you guys, or was it just sort of the reality and that's the way it was?
2: I think Chase had. I think Chase probably had a bit of the same challenge that I did when I was in growing up and in high school. Your friends, you have friends that you that you're. I mean, you know, and you enjoy being around that are that you scratch the surface and there. You know, there's there's some you know definite racism or there's a uh, and it's just you you. Uh, you you catch yourself, you know, chuckling along or going along, and you just feel like it's wrong, and then you also can get pegged as the bleeding-heart liberal. And, sure. And, uh, you know, if you're constantly protesting that, you know, that's not right or this isn't right. And I finally got to where the older I got, I just blurt out if I'm in a room. I say I don't want – I've been on too many business trips and everything where people kind of assume because I'm an older white guy now and I'm from the South that they can tell certain jokes or make certain – you know, assume I've got certain opinions – Ah uh, yeah, so um, and I think Chase has a, not a resentment, but, uh, just tired of it. You
1: know, like uh, no, it's a resentment. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he's right. I mean, I, it's a, I mean, he says it's like behind the surface. I would say it's not even under the surface. Uh, it's I yeah, uh, growing up in Gwinnett County, and then um, there's people there that like the the, the white people in... The in suburban Atlanta have kept MARTA uh, Atlanta's subway system from expanding because they are literally scared of it bringing black people to their homes. Like it, it's it is insane. Uh, down that's now. a
0: very antiquated racism too, because like Chicago was constructed so that yeah, major, yeah exactly. the major yeah. transportation was was wardened off, and uh, I've heard rumors about Long Island being the same way. So that's.
1: Yeah, and I, I, yeah, and then I, and then I went to school in in Auburn, which is in Alabama, and uh, you know, it's it was even more that way. So you know, it was like like a finely distilled racism, um, it, it, and it, it's so uh, it's so hypocritical too, because like you know, a fraternity will go to a, a game on a Saturday and cheer on all their favorite black players, but then they would flip out if one of those guys like you know tried to come to their party that night or something like that, or like. It just, I don't know. It's, uh, the South is a bad place. Don't go there. Um, (laughs) uh, no, the food's great, but yeah, it's, it's, he's, he's right. And it's funny that he meant, I didn't know that he experienced that on business trips. Like, it it is kind of like he's like undercover, yeah, undercover liberal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think he's just now not, doesn't have the least bit of issue with, you know, challenging someone on a, on a, Opinion or a, a belief that's that he disagrees with, and not that we're always looking for arguments. But I'm I'm proud of uh, I'm proud of all three of my kids that they're open-minded and and uh, and liberal.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I, I think I, I see that in Chase a lot too. Just whenever, uh, no matter what he speaks about, you can tell he's he's always speaking with with purpose and he's thinking about it. So that makes yeah. perfect sense with every encounter I've ever had with him.
2: Well, and we've we've actually there's a few uh, comedians that had a time we were either raised in like David Cross. Uh, people wouldn't realize that he grew up in Atlanta, but he's he, he he's hilarious when he talks about you know the some of the attitudes and the and uh, the people. And you have to be careful with it because you don't want to just completely uh, disdain you know your your community that you that you grew up in. You have to have some sense of understanding for it, but are
0: good we are on an good.
2: island you know in, in, in Georgia Atlanta is a is a is a uh, somewhat liberal city and and certainly the east side of Atlanta that we all really like chase had a chase lived in Decatur and it's it's sort of like the Austin uh, the way Austin is to Texas thats the okay way, uh, the east side of Atlanta is to Georgia so
1: yeah Decatur Georgia it's 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 a really cool uh I don't know if I, I don't know if I compare it to Austin, but it is, it is, it's like, it's all beer sommeliers and middle aged lesbian couples, uh, with adopted kids, adopted Asian kids. It's, it's, it is really is like a great, it's such a great like, but and then take all of that and then put it in like a small southern town. So yeah. like, it's, it's that, it's, it's like really like leftist slash liberal uh community, plus like you can get a good biscuit. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's really perfect. I do like it.
0: Then. They would be nice anyway, but since they're in the South, they're even right, exactly. more super nice. Right on. And we're, we're, we're now all fighting that good fight and, and on an Island in some sense in a national level. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Twitter, Twitter has changed quite a bit in the past year.
2: I worry about it a little bit though, because, because Chase is so outspoken and it's just weird. I mean, with some of the, most hilarious comedians on the planet are so raw and edgy, and now you know with Louis C.K. and everything else, there's just it's just so oh, no. <laughs> you can have a career end, yeah, and yeah. That, those that's a that's a whole different thing with uh, abusive Steerway. abuse situations, yeah. and everything. But I mean, just the <laughs> topics uh, someone can get labeled one way or the other, or like uh, uh, Amy Schumer, you know, obviously took a stance and potentially lost, probably. Forty percent or more, 40, 50 percent of a potential audience, yep. just by take you know, taking a stand. And uh, I think Chase has already burned that bridge. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone reads his tweets and they've got issues about you know, they want someone completely neutral, he's not gonna he's not gonna qualify. Absolutely. So, uh,
0: well, Billy, this has been awesome. This has been really great. Uh, right.
2: Well, thanks. I- I don't know if we spent enough time on his on his uh, hmm.
0: He did not his agree, childhood, with you. but uh, Oh no, it's it's a it's an open an open book, it's an, open, book. It's an open conversation. Okay.
2: He I'll tell you one more thing. He was so smart. You see,
0: that's perfect. That's pure dad. You uh-huh. try to get off the phone and yeah, then it's yeah. like one more thing, but then it's six. Oh, you more. know, that just reminded me. Yeah. So, that's well, but this is awesome. He has a he has a he has a wonderful so
2: that we, we were almost like worried that we had been, you know, we had some kid from, I mean, some alien or something that was like, how in the hell have we got such a smart? This is before he could memorize books before he could read. He could memorize, you know, 30 or 40 page books. It was freaky.
0: freaky Interesting. Time. That's good. And yeah. That's he's just,
2: he, and I think we may have, we may have managed to dumb him down. Uh, because I think he may have started out he may have been born a whole lot more a whole lot smarter than he is now and uh, that, that that's probably my
0: fault <laughs> well <clears throat> we'll see what he has to say about it but he had great things to say about you and you you sound smart to me so that's all that matters on oh, phone right. home
2: well thanks
1: man it's been fun great Billy thanks again alright take Bye-bye.
0: care see he had to spike the football with a compliment that was yeah, awesome yeah oh
1: thanks dad um
0: and bless his heart, he was concerned he dumbed you down
1: <laughs> I mean he's definitely right about that um <laughs> yeah that was that was not painful um he's a good guy,
0: he was great yeah he was yeah. Uh, it was it was awesome. Yeah, I love how you're like he doesn't agree with you that this was he was parents. Are
1: one, oh, I just noticed that he was like silent for a second. I think he, I feel like he probably thought it was gonna be longer or something. Oh I yeah, I know. Well, but, people uh,
0: are always, are always yeah, they always wonder did I say the right thing or no. So I try to you know when I talk with parents, I'm like you can talk about whatever you want for as long as you want. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, it's probably just mad that he had to go back to work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure you don't want to talk about anything else? Like, this was
0: perfect, man. This was great. We yeah. did it. We phoned home we did it thank you to Billy Mitchell Chase's father thanks Billy thanks Billy you can follow Chase on Twitter at Chase Mitt and uh, Billy has nothing to be concerned about with you drawing <laughs> lines in the sand on we Twitter
1: we should uh, I don't have it uh, I don't have it on me but I, we should probably we should plug my dad's Twitter too oh we but should I don't have a,
0: let me, I'll add good? it I'll add it okay, as a cool. button on the end of the episode yeah yeah perfect alright thanks Chase
1: alright thank you